Isn't this fun, Adam? No. Is anybody else ready to chew through their wrists? (laughs) Adam hates everything. Well, here we are again. (laughs) We're we're almost done. I know. Still getting fatter. So then maybe it had nothing to do with Harry Potter. Well, mm. we'll see how my waistline reacts after the the stressful situation that this is putting me in, causing me to turn to food for comfort. Is it stressful? Well, I don't know. It's like watching two hours of my life tick away every weekend. That's sometimes how I feel watching the things that you want to watch. Mm. Mm. The funny thing is that we're almost done, and you're like, well, what are we going to do next? Like, you still want more. Are you a masochist? (laughs) Not particularly. I just, after the big thing about our fans clamoring for more, I figured that... Our dozen fans? Yeah, eight episodes. fans. (laughs) Wouldn't cut it. We did eight episodes before. Well... What's what's the established length of season? Like, let's let's establish some ground rules here. Well, I don't know. Like HBO uh, shows will have like eight episodes a season. That's nice and succinct. And then like decades between them, but mm-hmm. you know, they have generally have cliffhangers that can sustain through that period of time. <laughs> well, the cliffhanger always is: Will our marriage survive it? <laughs> oh, I was going to say our cliffhanger for this season should be. We watch up into the last 22 minutes of the final movie, and you have to wait till next season to figure it out, or to hear the rest of it. Mm, Yeah, I think people will just give up. Probably, if they haven't already. Yeah, I think they have. All right, I had, so I didn't prepare any um, facts for this time. Could that be because we're running out of unique things to say about Harry Potter? Well... No. And that the movies are running out of unique things to say about Harry Potter? I think, Potter? you know, by, by movie seven, they're just in a groove. So there's no need to, you know, say these things. But I did have a plan for something else. I just need my computer to load. A plan for something else? That's ominous. We did have a fan question. A fan question? Mm-hmm. What, Adam, what did you think of new Dumbledore versus old Dumbledore? I don't know if we talked about it or if it made it into the episode. Well, I really kind of preferred, like, the the wizenly manner of old Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. The breathly wizened Richard Harris. Uh, was it Richard Harris? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Um, I, I found him to be a bit more believable as the all-powerful and great mm-hmm. old Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Um, New guy's a little bit like a biker that's just a bit past his prime. A biker? Well, I don't know. Like he's... Sons of Anarchy biker? Yeah, he still does some badass shit, but at the end of the day, like, he's not going on that ride anymore. <laughs> well, he's dead, so he's not going on any ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not quite... Um, he's a little, like, sprightly for my taste. Um, I much more liked the the quiet, peaceful wizened Dumbledore of of before. Yeah. Well, yeah. he had a lot more of mystery to him. Mm, mm-hmm. This guy's kind of like emotionally volatile. It's like, oh, Dumbledore's pissed. 
That's true. Since like, it's that we're not angry, just disappointed, and that hurts so much more. That's mm. what old Dumbledore had. It was very powerful. Very powerful parenting tactic. Yeah, new Dumbledore and just gets mad. Will eventually chuck a chair across the room and then give you an ice cream cone. You don't really know what to. I wonder how Richard Harris would have handled the fight scenes and stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Or the fighting off the flames in the cave. All right, well, that's what you thought of Old and New Dumbledore. Uh, I need my computer to cooperate. All right. So, yeah, there aren't any exciting fun facts. You know, like John Williams wanted to do the music for these this last movie, but had scheduling conflicts and Jason Isaacs was considering not coming back as Lucius Malfoy. And after taking a break for like four episodes in the middle of it? Come on, John. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And like, honestly, I liked the composition that the other guy did better. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Uh, As always, this is directed by uh, David Yates. Good old David Yates. You know, all the kids keep considering not coming back, but hey, that paycheck is pretty sweet, so. Truly. I mean, I'd go back for Harry Potter money. <laughs> what do you hope to see in this uh, in this movie? Better lighting than the last. Okay. Um, and that really encapsulates my hopes and dreams for this film. <laughs> Better lighting. Yeah, the last one was like darker than the last season of Game of Thrones. We watched it during the day. I don't think that mattered. I think it does. I mean, it was all just dark. And I get it, it's a metaphor, but, you know, kick on the night vision for a scene or two, (laughs) David. (laughs) Night vision. Um, Do you want to maybe get your iPad and we could do it on your iPad? What are we doing on my iPad? It's something. It's a surprise. No, if it's Pottermore or anything, I it's don't not, want that shit on my Pottermore. iPad. What is it? Tell me what it is first. <laughs> no, because we're gonna do it. Then, then I'm not selling my iPad with that. You're not selling anything. You don't have to sign up for anything. I found it out. Doesn't matter if you sign up during, for anything. You go during to quarantine, mm-hmm. one of the things that people have done to help keep others entertained are virtual escape rooms and a librarian developed a free harry potter virtual escape room oh doesn't that sound fun no (laughs) exactly no it does not i know well i i wanted to wait until we were recording so you would have to say yes to it because otherwise would i have to say yes to it i mean yeah why Because your whole thing is about how I torture you or whatever, but half the time you're really just like, I'm easy. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. No, I say that I'm easy about the things that I am easy about. I've never said that I'm easy about movies or, you know, people-y activities. Uh, He's not easy about anything. Or escape rooms. I like escape rooms. Puzzles. (laughs) We have that puzzle out front out front Not, like it doesn't make it doesn't make a very good podcast there. though no it definitely doesn't you could hear me railing against the uh you know lack of concern for the colorblind folk among us <laughs> with some of the puzzles that we've done recently i know they're very um ableist 
bastards. Well, I can't... So we can't do it because my computer's taking forever to get power back. It knows. No. You know, if you just offered, it didn't have me sign up for anything. Doesn't matter. If you go to the, some of those websites, they actually install cookies and all that nonsense on your uh, machine that you can't clear out. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I don't want that bullshit on my iPad. But you'll put it on this lovely here machine? Well, it's hanging on by a thread? Yeah, I don't know. I think you... Mm. Mm. We can try again later. Or I guess we are going to have to. We can let it die no, quietly you know, and I not think, do... Uh, I think we can do it after the movie. I... If we have less... If we have very little to say, we'll do it after the movie. Shit, I'm going to have to figure out some stuff to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're going to have to start taking notes. Uh, have some opinions. Uh, no, well, I mean, we can continue our discussion from last night over your misremembering of my... <laughs> willingness to watch stranger than fiction <laughs> i i forced you, you i forced you you did you, not i was like you should watch stranger than stranger than fiction it's a rom-com i think you'd actually like and you were like i don't know and then i no. made you watch the trailer and you were like mm. All... and then finally after watching the trailer you were into it false <laughs> completely false you should watch Stranger Than Fiction. I think it's a rom-com that you'd actually like. You said these words to me before. Yes. My response, what makes you think I'd like it? <laughs> you explained the plot. I said, oh, that does sound interesting. Here, watch the trailer. I watched the trailer with you. I even put it on. <laughs> no, I put it on and made you watch it. Oh, this is how marriages get ended. No, I... Someone's gaslighting someone and we don't know who it is. No, because <laughs> I remember vividly that you almost chucked the Apple TV remote across because the push to talk button wasn't working. For Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah. Yeah, that was to actually watch the movie, not to watch the trailer. Where did we watch the trailer then? On my phone. Right here on this very bed. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're still misremembering my avoidance of. Mm, I don't know. Anytime I suggest something that Adam doesn't want to do, but he doesn't want to be an asshole, he just stares at me blankly with his eyes <laughs> and waits a certain number of seconds, and then very quietly goes, "Yeah, I guess we could do that." <laughs> I know that that's a no, but a nice no. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I just have a blank stare. Like, when you always think that something's wrong, and I'm like, no, what are you thinking about? And my response is generally, shh. Yeah, just, just hearing the ocean in my ears. Yeah, like, like I go to the shell. white noise place every now and then. I'm like, I just got to power down. It's okay. Oh, super magical. Well, shit. Better come up with some things to say. I think, you know, someone should take down the harry potter escape room take it down yeah i don't know i did a couple just to see what it was like and it's not insufferable yeah I don't know. i'm just hoping for like a dmca takedown request or something between now and then between now you know this podcast comes out after it's all been recorded right yeah but now i'm mm -hmm. speaking of me in the present uh-huh on this nondescript day in june <laughs> that in the next three hours or so, 
on this day in June, <laughs> I would like a, you know, Digital Millennium Copyright Act to take down. Oh, God. I don't, I don't even know the words he's saying. Do you know the words he's saying? Oh, finally. I think we could just do it. Or do you want to save it for later? Uh, beach ball of death. I guess we'll just have to do it after. Don't let me down, Apple. This is already such an exciting podcast of us maybe doing things that we don't end up doing. Well, you know, I need a little bit of that. God damn it, it's loading. It is. (laughs) Oh, no. (sighs) Hogwarts Digital Escape Room. What a delight. When Harry Potter fans can't go to Hogwarts or Potter World in real life, they can go to the digital one. Is this like a text-based game? Like It is a text-based game. Boo. <laughs> well, you don't want the Flash stuff either. I feel like this is getting dangerously close to LARPing. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. We're going to read out stuff. It's almost... Well, maybe not LARPing, but more like a tabletop RPG of Harry Potter, which also sounds terrible. I think they have that. All right, so a librarian did this. A Pennsylvania librarian. Do you know where McMurray is? Mm, no. At Peters Township Public Library? Thank nope. you to Sydney Crowich. Crowies? I don't know. Could it be... For creating this. Could be Kraus. Kraus? Right, this needs to go away. I did grow up in northeastern Pennsylvania, so, oh. you know, taking stabs at last names with no consonants in yeah. them. <laughs> All right, it is your first year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, and you could not be more excited. Sure I could. You were just sorted into your dream house, Gryffindor, and you had dinner with your new classmates. It is time to head back to the common room and get to know your roommates. As you head into the cozy room, the house prefect announces that you have a fun team building activity to complete before you get too settled into your new digs. Oh, team building and escape rooms. This is my kryptonite. I know. You may see me like (laughs) retreating to my fortress of solitude for like 30 years. The house prefect tells you about a new muggle trend where they lock themselves in rooms and have to answer puzzles to get out. No magic at all. Next thing you know, the room is completely dark and you hear a door slam. Oh no! What about that no magic? Now, starting now. <laughs> okay, shit. I'm having computer computer trouble. See, if we just did this on your iPad. I don't want to do this on my iPad. It didn't even say that it uses cookies. Now you have to accept it. It generally doesn't say, but look, Google Forms. Never. So it's a Google Form. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Google infects everything. You like Google. I use Google. Yeah. This is incredibly frustrating. See, this is my little bit of payback for the Harry Potter series. <laughs> All right, you and your roommates are now in a bright circular room with a single door that has a bunch of numbers on the handle. Uh, for the, for muggles out there, it's just a like code lock door handle. 
One of your roommates is muggle-born and has done an escape room before, so they quickly take the lead, explaining that you have to look around for clues. You all search your robes, but none of you can find your wands. As you search for clues, you notice there is a poster on the wall and a small wooden table in the middle of the room. Ooh. On the table, you see a strange, thin, black rectangle. For the muggles out there, it's an iPhone. You pick it up. And it says swipe up to open after several failed. <laughs> Come on. Adam, oh, I hate this so ass. much. I hate this so much. I know, I knew you would. <laughs> after several failed attempts, you are able to swipe up. Oh no, they couldn't swipe up. But it is just blank. <laughs> is this like actually an escape room or is it a story? Wait, little bubbles are beginning to appear. The bubbles seem to be a conversation. Shannon texts, are you done reading those books yet? What books? I need to borrow them when you're done. Okay, but what books? Sizzling Scales, a collection of daring dragon poetry by Fiery Foe. Magical Matt, what? <laughs> I'm not done yet. Hold on, I need to point out a flaw in this. They don't know what the fucking iPhone is, but they got Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi <laughs> name on this graphic is Wizzy Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, how do the muggles send emails? All right. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Magical Maps and the Art of Not Getting Lost by Conpass. That all? Yes. Sizzling Scales and Magical Maps. Dragon Rhymes plus Maps. Got it. How were the bubbles and this poster connected? It's the Dewey Decimal System. So where would the book of, where would the dragon poetry book be? I don't know. Perhaps in literature, honey? Perhaps. All right, and then where would the magical maps? Arts and recreation. All right, and then where would the magical maps be? History and geography. I hate this (laughs) so much. So 800 plus... Uh, <laughs> F you, Siri. <laughs> okay, so 800 plus 900 is. What number combination do you try? 1700. <laughs> Let's see if that's it. Great. And the door opens. Oh, thank God. You and your roommates are proud that you were able to solve this silly puzzle. As you all walk through the doorway, you are temporarily blinded by a bright light. I can't. I, uh... It's not done. The door shuts behind you and you take a moment to adjust to your new surroundings. The vault. As your eyes begin to adjust to the light, you realize that the door behind you has disappeared and you are now in what looks to be a bank vault at Gringotts. You are surrounded by piles and piles of wizard money, and the coins shine brightly, reflecting the, from the torch the torchlight from the walls. I also am finding it very odd that we have an escape room that's a multiple choice test. Uh, well, I mean, how else are they going to do it? I, not do it. As you can, <laughs> as you continue to explore the vault, you find a table with a pair of scales. Each scale is tilted to one side with coins in the tray, while the other side is empty. Maybe if you can balance the scales, you will be able to leave. Mm-hmm. Projecting the answer much? You and your friends take a moment to remind yourself how many canutes are in sickles and how many sickles are in a galleon. The first scale has seven galleons in one of its trays. How many sickles should you put on the other side to balance and make them equal? Now let's go over to harrypotter.fandom.com to see the wizard in currency. 
My God. There are. Do they have the weights of the varying currencies? I I think I maybe they're set up for weight. Mm, so obviously they're not like the European Union and taking blind people into account. They, yeah, that's mean, huh? Yeah. Uh, there are 17 sickles in a galleon. So if there are seven wizards. galleons, seven times 17 is 119. After a moment, the room begins to rumble and you can feel the floor shaking. It stops. Your friends and you decide to balance the next scale. The second scale holds two galleon and two sickles in a tray. How many canutes should you place on the other tray to balance the scale? So there are... God, I don't care. 17 <laughs> sickles in a galleon. So there are 34 galleon... 34, 34 plus the two sickles is 36. How many sickles are in canutes? Huh? These are very obviously different sized coins. I'm sickles. calling shenanigans. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, there are 29 canutes in a sickle. So 36 times 29. You know what's funny? The answer is 1,044. So they had to count out 1,044 canutes. It's the worst escape room ever. <laughs> The floor begins shaking again and a hole opens, swallowing you and your friends. Moments later, you all land in desks in a classroom. Looks like a pretty muggle classroom to me. The classroom doesn't look like any of the ones you saw on your tour at Hogwarts. You and your friends explore the room, but only find locked doors, some papers, and a large desk with a strange lock on the door. The lock has arrows in four directions and a mechanism in the middle you can move. Your, friend, your one friend recognizes it as a directional lock that only moves up, down, left, and right. Maybe the papers hold a clue to open this lock. Let's see. While we do this nonsense, oh, our God. pizza is getting cold. I know. Let's let's forego this in... Forgo it? Pause it? Fine. Pause. Okay. Forgo. Maybe forget to come back to it uh, right. in favor of It's the cliffhanger everyone wanted. I, I'm sure this is the cliffhanger no one wanted. <laughs> Okay, so for those who haven't watched part one in a while, it does end with Dobie's death and Voldemort getting the most powerful wand in all the world. So it's a sad day for the Potter world. Yep. The Amazing Race ends poorly for <laughs> Ron, Hermione, and Harry. We're halfway, we're halfway through. Um, so there, so I made some notes and I realized, I realized that there's like a whole plot point in the books that is completely cut out of the uh, movie, which I understand, but it was really fun and cute dealing with house elves where, you know, Harry, Harry freed Dobby because he tricked Lucius Malfoy into giving Dobby an article of clothing, which is how you free their elves. Otherwise they're slaves. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Vaguely. Okay, so then Hermione gets on a really big house elf liberation kick and starts knitting all of these little hats and, like, leaves them around for house elves to take in Hogwarts. And it's funny because half of them are, like, insulted that, like, I don't want to be free. Like, I like my gigs. Um, anyway, it was a cute little plot point. But I do... I love Dobby so much, and I, I guess you don't think he's cute. I think it's like the Ewok theory. You know how if you saw Star Wars when you were younger, 
Ewoks were like cute and cuddly and you loved them. But if you saw, if you didn't see Star Wars until you're in your 30s or until you're older, you'd be like, what the fuck is with Ewoks? And I think that's how maybe how you feel about Dobby. Well, no, I just was a little confused because he had a grand total of 12 minutes of screen time over 12 movies. Yeah, he has more. He obviously has more in the books. I mean, I I think the thing we had, you know, a death and reaction sequence pretty much on par with Gamora's death in yeah. Infinity War. He's like mm. he's seriously the worst death. He's definitely one of the one of the most devastating deaths in the book. Yeah. I mean that Dumbledore guy. There are way more to come. But yeah, Dobby for sure. It's like a BB eight or Baby Yoda dying. If Baby Yoda died, people would revolt. They'd be sad <laughs> for days. And we're all still here after Dobby's death. <laughs> Anyway, it is very sad, and he's so sweet, and he saved them all, and he's just so cute. And in his little, he's so skinny, and in his big boots. Oh, that's so sweet. You're going to be a wreck if we ever have a child, and there's a toddler involved. Oh, and they get teeny tiny little shoes? Yeah. Yeah. You're You're just going to cease to function for like five years. (laughs) Till the kids eight and becomes an asshole. You know that's how like that's how Lily and Marshall on How I Met Your Mother decide to have a kid because she sees a teeny tiny baby sock, and they're like, "There's no point in having a kid right now." And she's like, "But sock," <laughs> and I get it. Teeny clothes are cute. So, all right. So, if giving clothes to your house elf is how you free them, mm-hmm. why was the one in like whatever was that the Malfoy's house that they went to creature yeah dressed as like a mater d how is he not free because that's like a uniform oh you know what i mean not the same yeah he i mean most house elves are just in a burlap sack Hmm. You know, they like bring in the potatoes, they peel them, they cut them, they make a nice stew, and then they just put that on as their their outfit for the day. And yet, Creature was dressed like he was working at the McKittrick Hotel. No, he wasn't. That was a goblin. Creature, no, Creature. You're talking about the one that was imprisoned? The one that was in the Malfoy's house when Helena Bonham Carter threw the yeah, leather letter opener at Dobby. That was a goblin from Gringotts. Oh. Different than a house elf. They look a lot like house elves. Racist. Especially <laughs> with how dark it was. Dear God. <laughs> I closed every blind I could. We just get too much light in our apartment. <laughs> I, I just... I'm gonna lean on it like it's it's another one of those like metaphor things. It's so dark, both in tone and literally. <sighs> okay, so this movie starts with a bang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ends with devastating. You know, things are looking bad. Um, and then there's some bits in between. There wasn't any Quidditch. So how do you feel about this movie? I don't know. It was a little slow moving. It was slow moving. It it would be more accurately called Hermione Granger and her bag of MacGuffins. <laughs> I mean, if, <laughs> if this book proves anything, it's that if Hermione Granger were in existence, 
they Ron and Harry would be fucking dead. Yeah. Like she's so prepared. She's she's the one that's doing all these charms and stuff. And you know, Harry just falls into a lake and almost drowns himself trying to get the sort of Gryffindor and Ron just like bumbles in to save him. Well, yeah, just randomly in the middle of the movie he takes the polar plunge because yeah. Ooh, cold therapy. I just read about it. Cuz that <laughs> no, that's he knew that the sort of Gryffindor was at the bottom of the lake. But yeah. Uh it was It was okay. Yeah, I'm curious if I if we like went to watch Lord of the Rings again, if we would be like, man, this was fucking slow. And if it's just like, so this Movie is one definitely is fucking. Slow. It is really slow. <laughs> um, you know, it is like meant for people who have already read the book, and it is just basically a highlight reel, and you, with the knowledge of the Harry Potter world, fill in your own gaps. Um, but without it, I think it, the characters are really hollow and the story is, um, stilted and you don't get like all the lovely nuances and detail. Well, I mean, they departed from the early movies. Which you appreciate. Which I do appreciate, but I don't think that they necessarily went far enough. So the first movie spent just an inordinate amount of time, like, world building again. Yeah. And lots of crazy exposition. Yeah, that do you like, like an entire two hours of exposition? Yeah. Then this is the movie for you. That it's like, okay, it's trying to capture the stuff that's in the books, but not necessarily paying attention to not everything that happens in the book is crucial for a muggle's enjoyment yeah. of what's going on. And I think that they've overcompensated in the wrong direction now uh-huh. that they have a whole lot like closing up and referencing things in the books that I don't think are necessarily crucial for someone who hasn't read the books to enjoy the plot. Well, maybe you'd understand more what's going on if you weren't like on your phone reading funny articles during the movie. Well, maybe I wouldn't be on my phone reading funny articles if <laughs> they tried to keep my enjoy- attention. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, this is like now again we're bringing in all of like these really crucial characters that have one scene and then they die. Everybody died off panel in this. Yeah, like Mad Eye Moody, boom, gone. Yeah. Just. I do want to. I so I think that Harry Potter, uh, that Daniel Radcliffe did Equus just before this film, if I can remember pro- uh, correctly. Which, you know, is like he clearly got an acting coach for and magically became a good actor. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and I do think his acting is significantly improved in this movie. It it's true. You know, the scene when everyone has the polyjuice potion. So good. But it is only shining light on this is like a PSA for like mental health and to like reach out for people. Because this whole series is a cry for help from Harry. He is trying like hell to die. <laughs> to die. It's like Saul getting kidnapped in every <laughs> season of Homeland. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, if there wasn't a Zoloft shortage right now. <laughs> I know. like, toss him a couple of those and we'd probably be okay. Well, wouldn't you be sad too if you lived under the stairs and were an orphan? Yeah, but... And and your two best friends fell in love with each other and you're the constant third wheel. Ugh. Yeah, but Harry's pulling all kinds of attention from, like, the Weasley girl. 
Ginny. Yeah, and then she there's... She has a fucking name. Fine. <laughs> they end up together, spoiler alert. Yeah, tell that to Mr. Yates, who uses her as a prop to, like, be like, oh, look over here while we like, set the scene over yonder. <laughs> like... She comes in, zip my dress! I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Yeah, it happened all, you know, in between book six and seven. <laughs> Much like Ron and Hermione's relationship, where it's like, oh, suddenly we're a thing. It goes from her being, you yeah. know, jealous to... They became a thing. Yeah, they became a thing and very dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, so I still think about how it's the weirdest, most awkward, most uncalled for scene I've ever seen in film. I still think about it from time to time. It'll just pop up in my head and it's Harry dancing with Hermione. <laughs> like, why? I don't, I don't know. And I can promise you it's not in the book. And I don't, I don't get it. And you're watching it and you're like, wait, are they going to make her... End up with Harry? Well, that's like the old trope, like the wise old man and like the young person freaking out, like he'll turn on like the 1940s music and like try and take their mind off of it. Oh, it was so weird. I remember seeing it in theaters and just being like, why? And still, yeah, and same, very why to this day. I mean, I, it is, it, it, it has haunted me as probably one of the weirdest worst scenes i've ever seen yeah i think i think a lot of what they choose to include on there just is really taking advantage of the love that people feel for this series yeah and hoping that they overlook some weird shit Well, I mean, certainly a lot of people are there for relationships, so they need to see Jenny and Harry make out in this book, even though it comes from out of nowhere for the significance that it will hold in the next half. You know, and Ron and Harry definitely need to be together, but they couldn't fit it. You know, Adam, if you wanted it to be as complete as you wish, you would either A, have to read the books, which you refuse to do, or the movies would be hours and hours long, which you wouldn't appreciate either. So, I don't need them to be that complete. It seems like you do, because you're missing a lot of the character development. In the movies, that's almost non-existent? Yeah, because it's in the books, and they're cutting it for time. But You know what I mean? But they're sacrificing it for a bunch of shit that doesn't matter. We had nine minutes of that stupid snitch, like, hovering in front of Harry's face. <laughs> like, cut some of the weird-ass reaction shots you choose. Oh, wait, can we talk about why is the Ministry of Magic the executor of Dumbledore's will? <laughs> Did Bill Nye just demand another scene? Or they didn't want to pay another actor? Why is he the executor of someone's will? Is he a lawyer? Is like moonlighting as a lawyer? No, they spent all the money on Bill Nye, so they're like, oh, well, fuck, <laughs> ah, I we guess gotta we'll put him in yeah. now. And then he dies a scene later, like, oh, okay. Off panel. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like my thing for, like, for Mad-Eye is, you know, they didn't plan to, like, kill him off set. He just got in a, you know, unceremonious fight with the craft services people, and they had to let him go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lost. You know, so yeah, he's dead. You know, the entire cast of Lost 
was getting killed off because they all kept getting DUIs <laughs> on Hawaii and Hawaii. And so they'd have to, and I guess it was like a zero tolerance policy. So they just fired all of them. And it's why all of these extremely significant characters that were definitely meant to continue on and died very suddenly. <laughs> Not that you know, you've only seen a couple episodes of Lost, but you know. We should do some more research into Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, see what exactly. Why? Well, maybe he was busy with in Bruges, Mad Eye Moody. And you know, Bill Nye is a busy guy. He probably just did it as a favor. Anyway, um, so book five is still your favorite, most tolerated of all the Harry Potter movies. So far, yeah. Would you say this is your second most tolerated? I probably would have put six as my second most tolerated. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, what do you think about the, you know, so now we have the structure of finding all the horcruxes and the Deathly Hallows on top of that. What do you think of that little, I love a good mythology about, you know, someone becoming immortal. and We've already seen the Philosopher's Stone and the Invisibility Cloak. Yeah, I mean... That was fine. I enjoyed, like, the telling of the story, although, like, Tim Burton it should probably Burton. Yeah. sue. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they sent, like, you know, the quest of finding the Horcruxes, and this was two hours and ten minutes of being angsty over not knowing how to find the horcruxes well that's what happens when you send children to, to do an adult's job yeah well they realize it's like oh the adults aren't doing anything maybe we should kill them before everybody starts to worry and then and then Dumbledore just hands them very very cryptic things which will somehow help them yeah you know like the beetle and the bard and the and the snitch which we still don't know what the point of the snitch is yeah. Open at the close. Aside from floating in front of Harry for long shots well, and then him putting it in his mouth. That's the girlfriend he uh, wish he could have right now. Yeah. There's... Still not one over. I'm still not one over. You know over. what I realized? I think the only reason I want you to watch this series is so that maybe I could convince you that we name one of our dogs a Harry Potter character. Like, how cute if we have a little pitbull named Dobby. Oh. No? Mm. We can name our first girl Hermione. Luna. Is Luna Lovegood your favorite character? When she's not making dolls out of hair, maybe. <laughs> and her dad. I <laughs> thought you said the, the Jake Gyllenhaal of the UK. He, he is. <laughs> With his long, oh, talk about hairography. Gave Alan Rickman <laughs> a run for his money. <laughs> And every, I don't know why every creepy man must have super long nails and dirty hands and just like moving the hair out of their eyes. Like they're, uh, I don't know, did Kurt Cobain have long hair? Who's an angsty? Yeah, Kurt Cobain had long yeah, hair. Like Kurt Cobain. But he didn't see it as like the false choice between conditioning and cuticle care. <laughs> like. <laughs> that really got me. <laughs> I. It's one or the other, pal. <laughs> but I don't think it is. Get up five minutes earlier. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh, that really got me. Um, <laughs> There's your opener. <laughs> yeah, we made it through a valiant attempt, but still somewhat uh, plodding, I'll call it. Um, you know, step on our journey to, you know, finally rid Harry of the you're in grave danger, have fun <laughs> plague that is upon him. And, uh, yeah. So I guess until next time, we'll never figure out how we got out of that room. Maybe we'll get out next time. I don't think so. Oh, maybe. As always, rate, review, subscribe, share on social media. Don't worry about Adam's little spies. They're pretty much my friends anyway. Mm, You'd be surprised. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) They don't like me? There's the... A silent shrug? He just gave a silent shrug. There's a lot of... A lot of my friends actually... All of my friends who have met you love you. Oh, that's good. But I have some spies who haven't met you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Way to cover that shit up. (laughs) You never want to be the wife that your husband's friends don't like. Yeah, but you're lucky you're not in that situation. All of my friends who have met you love you. Oh, yay. But there's just ones that know me from many moons ago that are like, do you know you're on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) One of them is at the NSA. Um, Well, anyway, we will finish with the stunning conclusion of Harry Potter. If we're lucky, Harry Potter World will be open up soon and we can have a little bonus episode of us going to Potter World. And with any luck, we'll not escape the room with third grade math problems. Second at best. I went to Catholic school. Second grade math was... (laughs) Two plus two equals whatever Jesus says it does. <laughs> yeah. Adam hates everything.